If you're passionate about your ride, you're in the right place. Todd Bianco is talking cars, trucks, crossovers, electric and hybrid vehicles, and amazing auction and used car finds. This is All Revved Up from iHub Radio. Here's Todd. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm here with John McFarlane for the hour. Hello, John. Well, we're going to be talking bring a trailer auctions. You've got some very interesting picks this week. Um, <laughs> but let's first start with last week. Uh, let's start with that 1979 Ford F-250 pickup truck, the one that looks like it had a very uncomfortable bench seat. Okay, yeah. And that sold for, that was a F-250 4x4, sold by, sold for only $17,000. But we think that the odometer might have been turned over a couple of times. That might have been the reason for the, you know, for the lower price. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it will still work. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it, it had been working for a mining company or something like that. And uh, so it had been around a while. <clears throat> yeah. The, your next pick was a 1979 Porsche 930 Turbo. Uh, convertible and it was quite a beautiful was it a convertible no it was a uh, was a coupe it was quite a beautiful car uh, it sold yesterday for eighty nine thousand five hundred which is easily more than it was new which uh, is how a, much a good eighty nine thousand five hundred wow yeah a lot of money yikes <laughs> yeah well yeah those those old 911s go for a lot these days yeah and that one was a particularly nice one with a rare color so i mean you know it uh i'm sure that it tickled some fancy and uh you know somebody wanted these to pony the, up the money for it this was a 79 right yes a 1979 yeah. porsche 930 so that was one of the few cars that i picked because it was the year that i first got my driver's license right exactly yeah. But you probably couldn't afford it eighty nine thousand. No, back then. I couldn't have afforded four thousand back then. Yeah, I think I was actually driving a twelve hundred dollar nineteen seventy six Chevy Nova. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> some of the best from General Motors. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, then you picked a nineteen seventy nine Jeep CJ five. Here's the surprising thing. This was only bid to $20,000, and it didn't sell because it didn't meet the reserve. I'm just surprised it didn't get bid higher because these are pretty popular among, among Jeep enthusiasts. Somebody, So there may not have been a Jeep person that was excited at that car, but uh, $20,000 seems low to me for that. Yeah. Yeah, did not sell. Then you had a 2002 BMW 330 Coupe CI. So uh, in it sold for and it was a no no reserve so it sold for eleven thousand two sixty eleven thousand two hundred and sixty dollars which I think somebody got a pretty solid deal on that you know it's a nice car for just a little over ten thousand dollars a lot of fun to drive uh, you know could be your desert car let's say and then the last one which this one surprised me as well the nineteen eighty eight Mazda RX seven convertible which are is very rare and I thought it was in lovely condition uh, with not very high miles sold for eight thousand seven hundred and seventy seven dollars that's not bad yeah eight thousand seven seventy seven I mean I that's a takeoff on the rx7 obviously but yeah. seems like a really good price for somebody I mean for something that's a pretty rare find yeah I mean you know yes you have to be a Mazda fan and an rx fan but it was uh you know uh, I, th- I thought a very it seemed low to me, but uh, yeah, uh, it definitely did, it a did palatable sell. price for most people's 
budgets when it comes to getting a a car. Yeah, I think it's a great little convertible to have for that price. You know, again, yeah. as, again as a second car, you know, for something for fun on the weekend. I would love to have had that just to get about here. Yeah, I, exactly. Um, now I chose a 1986 Isuzu Trooper, uh, which it was sold new in Woodland Hills and was you know retained by the original owner until the seller, uh, the dealer seller bought it. Uh, it had low mileage and was in extremely good good, good condition, and it sold for nine thousand nine hundred. Um, the 1965 1965 Alfa Romeo 158 pedal car sold for two thousand seven hundred. Wow. Was the <laughs> That was the toy car. Yep. Uh, the 1972 GMC Sprint, which is a basically a Chevy El Camino, sold for $17,700. Uh, and that had been in a museum for quite a while. So uh, I think that's why I got a little bit, bit more than it might have otherwise. Uh, I also chose the 1981 Pontiac Trans Am. This was the uh, the the blue with the with the uh, with the blue bird on the front, so it didn't right. look as, as as out there. This sold for only twenty three thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, that's a pretty good price. That is a very good price for that car because it had very very low miles and looked essentially new. Yeah, inside and out. Yeah, I, so I thought I think, it was pretty snazzy. Yeah, I did too. I somebody got a bargain, I think, on that one. Yeah. Uh, then there was that 1970 Dodge Charger that I thought looked really terrific. That had been redone. It had like sort of the or- orange interior, and it had, uh, you know, the the sort of a burnt orange outside with a white top and white stripes. Uh, and that one sold for forty five thousand dollars. And then the 1983 Mercury Lynx, which was that special car that had won, you know, <laughs> the best in show from I think it was Car and Driver. Um, uh, it, but it was very, very well kept by the original owner. And it was, uh, you know, it, if you like a Mercury Lynx, which is the same as a Ford Escort, you know, it sold for $6,500. Hmm. So that's sort of a good little car to give, you know, your kid or something like sure. that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's start this week with what is this thing? It's a 1948 Jaguar 3.5 liter drop head coupe project. Yeah. Okay. So let me just read what it says here, then you can tell me what 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 what, what you liked about it. This 1948 Jaguar 3.5 liter is a right-hand drive a drop-head coupe. That means it's a convertible. is a non-running project. The car was acquired out of California by the seller's late father in 1996 and was undergoing a refurbishment before being passed down to the seller in 2020. The body and frame, uh, I guess the dad died and passed it on to his son. Uh, the body and frame have been refurbished uh, with the exterior finished in yellow and uh, 3.5 liter inline six is paired with a four speed manual gearbox. Uh, this Mark IV uh, drophead Coupe's project is offered at no reserved with uninstalled parts in a, and a Minnesota title. The seller is unable to locate the chassis number on the vehicle itself. Okay. Now, what was it about this car? I mean, it's fun. Yeah, that was really it. Um, it was it was just to me again another one of those fun Sunday drive cars in Palm Springs. 
Yeah, and it had the big Jaguar on the on the radiator cap. Yeah. I mean, it's a big Jaguar. It is up a there. big one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and I always like wire wheels, even if I know that they're a pain in the ass to to deal with. But you know, with knockoff hubs, it's you know quite a special looking car. Yeah. You just don't see them. You know, they're they're very rare. No. Nope. I mean, especially and, 1948, which big is old white wells. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, 1948 is really post-war for Great Britain. I mean, you know, that's they, they, they didn't have much production back then. So that's interesting to see it. Okay. Now, your next pick was a 2001, it's got a long name here, Land Rover Range Rover 4.6 liter HSE Autobiography. God, okay. that's a mouthful. Yes, it is. Autobiography usually means it's, for whatever reason, that's their absolute tip-top, really expensive trim level. I mean, if you add, I mean, if you buy a regular Range Rover, it's you know, say and doesn't 80, it look 000, like want, it? I mean, this is a sleek looking, yeah, ride. Yeah, yeah. it looks. I mean, it looks. It still looks good. I mean, yeah. you know, but. You know, autobiography easily tacked on twenty grand or more to the to the price. I, so let I, me do, I can't believe that it looks this good twenty years old. Yeah, exactly. The two thousand one Land Rover Range Rover uh, and autobiography is like seventy thousand miles. Uh, it has seventy thousand miles. Yeah. Yeah, um, which is really pretty good, too, for 20 years. Um, is finished in blue over a two-tone beige and blue interior and is powered by a 4.6-liter V8 paired with a four-speed automatic transmission with a dual-range transfer case. Amenities include power-adjustable heated seats, dual-zone automatic climate control, navigation, but back then navigation was expensive. Uh, rear seat uh, tray tables and more. The truck was first registered in Colorado and was acquired by the seller from the original owner in April 2020. Since uh, uh, since service since 2020 has included changing the oil and replacing the tires, uh, front pinion seal, rear main seal, and oil uh, pan gasket. The, this the P38. Uh, has 70,000 miles and is now offered at no reserve with factory literature, window sticker, uh, recent service records, and clean Carfax report. <clears throat> it has quite the nice two-tone interior, I've got to say. That blue and, and, and white, I guess it was, interior mm-hmm. yep. is, uh, is quite striking. Yeah, and, it's, it's yeah, a I mean, it's, it's I think it's a, it's a striking car overall. Yeah, I do too. I love um, that color of blue. Yeah, and let's see. Well, let's look at the uh, the window sticker on this car. The window sticker on this car shows that it was, you know, seventy thousand six hundred and sixty-five dollars twenty years ago. Uh, so that was pretty pricey back then. You know, uh, for 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 that car, yep. and it has it has it has uh, the Oxford leather seating package is the only option, and that was two thousand dollars. So that's the special, but all the other features came standard, and that was because it was an autobiography, uh, and it was uh, shipped to Land Rover North America in Maryland. Okay, so but it's an interesting car. The let's see where the bids are. The bids are currently. $2,100, I mean $21,000, and uh, the auction ends in two days. I was going to say $2,100. I'm back in there. I'm putting a <laughs> bid on it. <laughs> You're going to bid $2,200, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, okay, your next pick is a, I don't, 
Okay. The next pick is a 1971 Ford Mustang Boss 351. Now, you had the Mary Tyler Moore car last time, didn't you? Or yeah. that was a couple of times ago. Yeah, it was a couple times ago. Yeah. Um, and this one's yellow. Really yellow. Yeah. This one's like yellow mustard yellow uh, with black striping. And the and the the the, the black uh, the black uh, treatment on the hood with the yep. scoops and everything. So this 1971 Ford uh, Mustang Boss 351 was built in February of 71 and delivered to Babylon Ford of New York on New York's Long Island. The car is finished in yellow with black accents over a black vinyl interior and is powered by a 350 cubic inch Cleveland V8 paired with a four-speed manual transmission. The current owner purchased the car in 2004 and the seller reports that the car was subsequently refurbished from 2005 to 2017. So in other words, a long gestation period in somebody's yeah. garage uh, with uh, work including rebuilding the engine, repainting the body, and overhauling the interior, transmission, and rear end. Modifications include a Holley carburetor, aftermarket headers, uh, and an X-pipe exhaust system with Flowmaster mufflers. Okay, um, it's uh, at twenty-five two fifty, and it ends in seven days. It's a very nice-looking car, frankly. I mean, the refurbishment was excellent. Yeah, on they it. did a great job on the interior too. Yeah, absolutely lovely. I love the seats. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right, this is Todd Bianco. I'm with John McMullen. We're talking all revved up on iHub Radio. We'll be right back. It's Todd Bianco talking cars and trucks on iHub Radio's All Revved Up. Here's Todd. Uh, welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen. Hello, John. Hey, Todd. And we are talking your Bring a Trailer picks this hour. Um, your last pick is a Corvette-powered Bounty Hunter buggy. <laughs> okay. And Who it's doesn't in Tarzana, want to have California, a dune buggy? my hometown, I might add. Uh, What's that? Tarzana, California. Oh, yeah. That's where my mother still lives. <laughs> okay. This bounty hunter is a custom-built dune buggy that was purchased by the seller in 2000 as a body and chassis. The fiberglass body was manufactured by Glass Enterprises of Burbank in California uh, at some point during the 1960s. And the chassis is said to have been built... Uh, in Colorado by a manufacturer of unknown provenance. Okay. Uh, the car was subsequently <laughs> researched <laughs> and built by the seller over a period of several years, and a Chevrolet Corvair sourced drivetrain was installed, powered by a 164 cubic inch flat six made into a four speed manual transaxle. The car is finished in red with a removable black hardtop, which I must say looks very very slick it does um, 
over bolstered black uh, racing seats with five-point harnesses. And additional features include the Corvair suspension components and front disc brakes. This Corvair-powered buggy, they don't give a, a year, they don't have any year for it, is now offered with a uh, build photos and a clean California title in the seller's name that lists the car as a 1965 Chevrolet. <laughs> and it's got plates that say Hot Vare on it. Yeah. Okay. I, I actually really like it. <laughs> yeah, it's so just what, a fun toy car. I mean, not a yeah, toy, absolutely. but it's it's definitely a real car. But it yeah. would be fun to take this to, I don't know, Pismo Beach. Well, you could do the sand dunes out here in it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the, the, the desert has some amazing, uh, you know, sand dunes and things that you could run around with this thing on, you know, that are, that are meant for off-road use that yeah. you're not, I'm not talking about destroying wilderness. I'm talking about, you know, stuff that was meant for off-road use, right. uh, but they would be fun out here. I mean, as well as at a beach, but I think it's really very cool. I love it. Yeah. It, <laughs> Let's it see. It was fun. Uh, it, the current bid is $12,575 and it ends tomorrow. So hurry, hurry. Uh, we don't know how many miles are on it. It says 2,500 are on it, but total miles unknown. <laughs> I can understand that, but I think it's a very, custom, very cool custom job. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's start with some of my picks and let's do the first, um, the first one. Uh, which is, uh, we'll look at the Aston Martin later. The Zagato that I like so much in 2013 Aston Martin uh, V12 Zagato, which is a you know a Italian coachwork built car, was bid to five hundred eighteen thousand dollars today and did not sell. <laughs> but it's a stunning car. Okay, so let's go to my picks. Okay. Uh, uh, 1991 Mercedes-Benz 560 SEL limousine. I saw this thing and I was like. <laughs> What on earth are you picking here, Todd? It is gigantic. It is. I don't I mean, think this, I've seen This I've thing seen is almost as long as the original uh, Princess Cruise Line love boat, uh, you know, that Captain Steubing uh, captained <laughs> on TV. I mean, it just seemed like it was that big. Right. But this car is in, it's actually in very, very good condition for a, you know, 30-something-year-old a 30-year-old, I guess it's 30 years, it's 1991, so it's 30 years old, yeah. um, Mercedes, uh, you know, it's finished in black with gray lower cladding over Palomino leather powered by the 5.5-liter V8 with a four-speed automatic. The car was modified with a 100-inch stretch by Springfield Coach Builders in Missouri, oh, Jesus, um, <laughs> during prior ownership. And alter alterations include a Landau roof, a powered sunroof, a boomerang-style antenna, an intercom system, uh, rear ambient lighting, and a console with wood shells, a digital television, a Panasonic DVD player, a Nokia car phone, and a dry bar. Additional equipment includes cruise control, automatic climate control, etc. But I've never seen something quite this gigantic as a Mercedes. And, you know, usually you don't see Mercedes that are done like this. Yeah. It's so, a stretch limousine, my friends. It is very stretch. Yeah. Somebody could get this is another parade car, I'm telling you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so okay, current bid is $20,000 and it and it uh, the auction closes tomorrow, but it is uh there is some sort of reserve on it. I don't know if it will sell. I hope it does. Um this is Todd Bianco. I'm here with John McMullen. We're talking bring a trailer this hour and you're listening to All Revved Up on iHub Radio. 
So we'll be back right after these words. We've got another minute or so. We do. Yeah. Okay. Because I my, last time I timed this, we were a, a little bit out. No. Nope. So we're at uh, 27. You know, we'll hear the music here in about 15 seconds. But yeah. Okay. Uh, we got a lot more to come. Uh, we're going to check the news headlines for you at the bottom of the hour from NBC Radio. Uh, a reminder, don't forget that Jeff Hawker is coming up after this show with the Jeff Hawker Show. He'll be talking about LGBTQ stuff and got a couple of interesting guests today. Um, but we'll continue with more of Todd Bianco's All Revved Up on I Have Radio next. Detroit and beyond. Todd's talking about trucks, cars, vans, SUVs, and even the occasional dune buggy. It's all revved up on iHub Radio. Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen. We're talking Bring a Trailer Picks on, on auction right now. And uh, I'm always glad to be here with you, John, because you always had come up with some great picks that I didn't see sometimes. So always good. Once in a um, while. Most of the time, uh, my next pick was unusual just because they're you know these are very rare cars. This is a 1986 Ford RS 200 Evolution. I never even knew of this car until I saw your pick today. Yeah, well, first of all, this this the particular model was a model sold in Europe, but not here. I think underneath it, it's probably just a uh, Ford Escort, but I mean, that's the basis of the car. Yeah. But this car was a rally car. This was done for the World Rally uh, races, and uh, th- th- it's what they call homologation. In other words, they have to produce a certain number of them like they were produced at the factory. Like in the old days, uh, the NASCARs had to actually be you know, factory cars. Yeah. So they produced a few of them to say, well, that's a factory car. If this is sort of the same thing. And uh, let me just read what it says here for a moment. This 1986 Ford RS uh, 200 Evolution is one of just 24 examples built for FIA Group B homologation and was acquired by the seller out of Norway in 2017. And homologation just means that it it is something that could run in any market. I mean, you know, it could be sold here in the United States or in Europe or wherever, you know, so that's what that really means. Uh, so it was acquired by the seller out of Norway in 2017. The car is finished in white over a gray fabric interior and is powered by a 2.1 liter uh, turbocharged inline four, uh, which was rebuilt in England prior to the vehicle's importation to the U.S. in 2018. Power is sent to all four wheels through a five-speed manual transmission uh, with a straight cut with straight cut gears uh, and uh, three limited slip differentials. 
again, this was needed for racing and these, you know, mud mud routes around, uh, you, know, the, you know, bouncing all over the place. Uh, if you've ever seen these things, it's very popular in Europe. You don't even, you know, you rarely see it in the United States. Uh, but it can be very messy, very dirty, and uh, very bouncy. Uh, so these cars were meant to take abuse. Uh, additional equipment includes front and rear cam- uh, clamshells, uh, 16-inch speed line uh, multi-piece wheels, uh, hella front fog lamps, and fixed back bucket seats. Uh, this RS200 Evolution shows just under 800,000 kilometers, 500 miles, and is being offered in uh, Oceanside, California, with a toolkit, a leather-bound workshop, and a repair manual, receipts from the engine, and a clean New Hampshire title in the seller's name. New Hampshire is a no tax state. That's why it's there. Ah, I was wondering. Yeah, no sales tax. Yeah, uh, New Hampshire, Montana, Oregon. Oregon. There's, yeah, yeah, there, yeah. There's a few of them, but not many. So that's why you see the stupid title there. So they didn't have to pay sales tax. Now, this car current bid is two hundred eighty-five thousand dollars, <laughs> and it ends in two days. Unbelievable. Yeah. It's a, well, these are good. Rare. Damn thing. There's no sales tax. Well, in, in if okay, it depends on if, wherever you register it, you're going to get hit with the use tax. So unless yeah. you register it in another fake state, I mean, when I say fake state, you don't really live there. You don't really have, right. you know, it, it's, you know, so if you register it in a no tax state, then you avoid the sales tax. Right. But you have to have an address to register it to. And I'm sure there's people who will give you their address for, you know, small amount of money each year. Sure. So, yeah, but this is really a racing car. I mean, you know, you look at it and this was put together for racing. Yeah, it's, uh, it kind of looks a little weird, but it's, it has a cool factor to it too. It it does. I can tell you it's probably profoundly uncomfortable and, and profoundly noisy. Probably. And it has the cool factor, but then, you know, I don't think I'd want to drive this on a daily basis. I don't think anybody who buys it is going to drive it on a daily basis. This is going to be something to put in their collection. Probably uh, not. I'll tell you, though, your next car is one that made me really scratch my noggin. Yes, because I didn't even know it existed. This is a 1978 Pontiac Sunbird Sports Safari that somebody has stuffed a 327 cubic inch Chevy V8 into with a three-speed uh, turbohydromatic transmission. And you'd almost think that um, it came to you from the makers of, I don't know, cars like the Pacer and the Gremlin. Uh, it almost looks like an AMC vehicle to me. Well, it looks like a Chevy Vega to me, but that, that's been... Yeah. It's, it's and it is a Chevy Vega that's been slapped the Pontiac logo on it. I just didn't even know that didn't remember that Pontiac sold these things. Um, so it's kind of a wagonish. Ooh, let me read what it says. This 1978 Pontiac Sunbird Sports Safari is a two-door wagon that was produced at GM's Lordstown, Ohio facility and was uh, modified following the seller's acquisition in 2020. Power is supplied by a rebuilt 327 cubic inch V8 paired with a three-speed turbo hydromatic uh, transmission and a pause attraction rear end. The car is finished in cameo white over red vinyl and equipment includes factory air conditioning, no less, which is, again, I'm surprised. A roof rack, a Delco radio, uh, tinted windows, and alloy wheels. The Pontiac is now offered with recent service records and a clean Georgia title uh, in the seller's name. It looks to me like a 
two-door SUV that needs to be jacked up about 10, 10 inches. It looks quite profoundly awkward. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I picked it because it's such an odd duck out of water type of thing. Yeah. You know, you just, I, I don't even remember the last time I saw one of these. I always thought that, you know, it was just Chevy. I guess that they probably gave one to Buick and one to Pontiac. I mean, you know, one right. to Pontiac, you know, one to each division. That's entirely possible. Um, but, you know, then you stuff a Chevy V8 into this thing, um, which this is a very light car. I mean, by, you know, this thing doesn't weigh much. And yeah. so with the, you know, with the power to weight ratio has got to be, you know, insane. So this thing probably can do burnouts, which, you know, will surprise everybody. <laughs> it, uh, it is your ugly duckling pick of the week. It is absolutely hideous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I give the, you that. Those folks who go does, and it listen. It does have a deluxe steering wheel. For those folks who go and do listen to this uh, broadcast in our podcast selection this week, you'll yes. definitely want to click on the link to this vehicle in the show description. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's odd. Yeah. It's odd. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, let's see. Uh, bidding is at $6,500 and it ends in three days. Uh, and it's not a, it's not a no reserve. So there's actually a reserve on this car, a surprising given what it is. <laughs> <laughs> they want to make sure that there's enough money to get it on a trailer and get it out. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the next car is a weird one, too. I picked it because, to me, it looks like a, a Chrysler K car wagon, but it is not. It is a 1979 Buick Century sports wagon. And I'm not sure I've ever seen this particular model before. You know, a sports wagon. Yeah. Uh, so... It's um, and it's okay. So it's uh, this Buick uh, Century Sports Wagon was sold new by uh, Childress uh, Buick in Phoenix, Arizona, and is said to have been acquired from the original owner by the selling dealer in 2021. So somebody hang hung on to this thing for 40 odd years. Yeah. <laughs> okay, the car is finished in white over tan and is powered by a 4.9 liter. Pontiac V8 with a three-speed automatic transmission. Again, this is original equipment. So somebody got it specified with that. Uh, equipment includes styled wheels with polished rings, a roof rack, polished bumpers, air conditioning, which of course you really do need in Arizona, a cassette stereo, and a rear bench seat. Uh, it says the oil was changed in preparation for the sale. It's offered at no reserve. It has 60,000 miles on it. Yeah, this thing is almost a truck because, as you said, it has that rear bench seat, um, and that thing uh, pulls forward and gives you this enormous-sized station wagon with cargo space in the back that you could pretty much take all of your band equipment <laughs> and and perform wherever. I mean, it's a big car. It, exactly, and if you look at the interior, it looks like it's never been sat in. Yeah. I mean, there's no wear really on the like driver's the, seat. There's no wear on the passenger or the rear seats. Yeah, I don't really like the caramel uh, color of the right. interior. But, um, uh, you know, and another thing that I haven't seen in a long time, between the uh, on the French front seat, um, they have that big armrest between the driver and the passenger side right. uh, that pops down. But um, I think it was... Uh, uh, let me see here. I'm just uh, going through a couple of the photos. Was it? 
I was thinking, it does, is it a bench seat or is, are those uh, no, no, they're, separate, they're separate seats? seats. Like so there's, seat. no, there's no third seat in the middle. Yeah. But it, the bench is in back. Um, but if you look at the actual, all the various trim pieces on this car, they haven't fallen apart. They're not, they're not scruffed. It's, it's like, it's like, it's like new. Somebody had the thing like covered in plastic practically. Yeah. I mean, to have this, you know, this level of, you know, it's there. I mean, again, with, and, and I have to say it's unusual to have it spec like this, you know, with the V8 air conditioning or the cassette radio, which all of which were, by the way, expensive additions at the time. Um, there were a lot of options on this car, but it doesn't have power windows or power uh, door locks, which. Okay, I mean they were available, but I'm just surprised that they weren't on this car. So it's very strange, but it, it's it is it's almost kind of cool. And the front looks like a like a Chrysler K car. Again, I don't think I've ever seen this model before. It says sports wagon on it with the you know with a an Eagle decal on the side of it on the front you know the, the you know the front fenders. <laughs> yeah, very very strange. So this car has already bid up to a whopping five thousand five hundred dollars, uh, and it has four days left. But you know this is in extremely good condition for what it is. Yep. All right. Now my last car is again my I have the the, the fetish for a Citroen. And this one is a 1972 Citroen ID21 station wagon. I think they called them safaris. Uh, wow. First of all, it's it was sold new in California. You know, so I thought that was interesting. It's said mm -hmm. to have been delivered to its first owner in California and reportedly remained within his care until 1986. The car was acquired by its third owner in 2013 and refurbished in 2014 before it was purchased by the current owner from the selling dealer. It is finished in blue with a white roof over brown upholstery, and the power comes from a 2.1 liter inline four paired with a four-speed manual transmission. Features include European market swivel headlights, uh, a split tailgate, rear jump seats, and an AM-FM stereo. I mean, that's these are original equipment things. Uh, this ID21 is now offered uh, on dealer consignment at no reserve with an owner's manual, uh, literature, spare... Um, it's the fluid that goes in, you know, that makes the thing go up and down. You know, you've right. seen these things, you know, with, with the hydraulic things, so it's L, uh, LHM fluid and uh, octane booster uh, spare rear tire, French style license plates, uh, floor mats, and a clean California title. Yikes. Uh, we'll talk a little more about this when we get back. This is Todd Bianco. Uh, I'm with John McMullen. You're listening to All Rift Up on iHeart Radio. Bianco's All Revved Up continues on iHub Radio. Participation encouraged, but not required. Call 760-544-TALK. That's 760-544-8255. Here's Todd. 
Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen. We're talking bring a trailer picks for this week. Um, John, before the break, we were talking about this uh, 1972 Citroen ID21 station wagon. Yep. And I was waxing on about how much I like this car. And one of the reasons is is that everything looks like it's well done. The paint looks right. The interior isn't, you know, the 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 dashboard doesn't look like it's faded. You know, the the the, the switches look like they're they're new. The uh, outside handles look like they're new. The chrome looks like it's done right. Um, you know, it, it just everything seems right on this car, right down to its original California uh, blue and gold plates. And this is something that I rarely see in these French cars. They usually look tarnished. At least in some, like you know, where the where they have the uh, instruments uh, and the the dashboard and those kinds of things, and this doesn't have any yeah. of that kind of, I guess you could call it patina. I just call it you know faded wear. But this, you know, even the Clarion AM/FM radio looks right. The uh, the HV and the, is, there's no AC. The the heating controls, the colors, you know, the 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 blue and the red look right. I mean, everything looks non-faded the switches look right which i think is something that's very rare and and then the rarity also is that it's a station wagon uh, so it has all these things going for it and uh, i you know again it's it's i don't know what it's going to end up going for but it, for for its age and for everything else you know it shows that it was uh, kept in california for all these years and not wrecked in some you know terrible climate somewhere so it, it, it gets a big plus plus and I love the wagon. I, I, I love the seats. I'm not even sure you call the corduroy, uh, the, the seats that are in it. It, it. it looks very, very nice. So the upholstery was done right. Everything about this car. Now the rear seats look very uncomfortable. The ones that are the, the jump seats in the actual back of the wagon, not, not the rear, uh, you know, the second row bench, but the uh, seats in back look uncomfortable. Yeah. But you know, if you fold everything down, you've got a ton of room in this car as well. Plus, you've got a cool ride yeah. that can go up and down and, you know, sit almost at the ground. Yeah. What, what more could you want? So, uh, but it's rare to see it that was, uh, you know, purchased new in California and still available in California. Um, and that's uh, just very unusual to see these kinds of cars in, in a wagon. All right. Now, the last thing I wanted to talk about, I, I want to go back to this um, uh this uh, tw- 2013 Aston Martin V12 Zagato. Yes, I know the auction closed today, so I didn't put it on my, quote, picks for the day. But it's a very rare car, and I just wanted to talk a little bit about it and, and how it looks. So it's a 19, it's a 2013 Aston Martin uh, V12 Zagato. Zagato is a aftermarket Italian uh, design house. So it says this 2013 Aston Martin V12 Coupe is one of 61 examples built over two years span in collaboration with Italian design house Zagato and was sold new by Aston Martin Lagonda Limited of Warwick, England in November of 2013. The car is said uh, to have, uh, let's see, the car is said to have been one of the uh, the car is said to have been one of one of one finished in the special order three stage paint. Uh, Famina, Famia, Fama, F A I M M A, Fiamma, Fiamma, 
I don't know, Fiamma Red. And uh, power is from a 6-liter quad cam V12 with a 6-speed uh, manual transmission. Carbon fiber and aluminum bodywork features uh, a Zagato double bubble roof. Uh, cockpit is trimmed in obsidian black leather with red accents. Factory equipment includes uh, carbon fiber seats which has got to be expensive. Carbon fiber ceramic brakes, um, I mean carbon ceramic brakes, adjustable suspension, a Bang & Olufsen uh, sound system, satellite navigation, a rear view mirror, I mean a rear view cam. Uh, the car was imported into the U.S. in 2014 under the federal show or display exemption and was converted to meet EPA standards by Wallace Environmental Testing House of Houston, Texas, which had to be very expensive uh, prior to the seller's uh, acquisition in 2015. To federalize a car like this is not cheap. Uh, the oil ch- uh, An oil change and brake fluid were performed, blah, blah, blah. And you notice it has a clean Montana title. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but it's for sale in Connecticut. Um, uh, yeah. Um, I think, let's see. If I go down here, I think it has uh, it has a sticker somewhere. Yes, here we go. Uh, he expected to get almost 14 miles per gallon on the highway and 11 on the city. Um, and see if they have the new price here. They have some of the the costs that that were done by uh, Zagato, but it's all it's, this this is the only one they made in this color, um, and so it's one of one and it's extremely rare. It has all the federal certificates with it to show you you know from Homeland Security and everything else when it was imported and all the federalization that they did on it and you know somebody spent a lot of money on this car yeah. Uh, and, and that's why I'm surprised. I mean, I'm not surprised that it didn't sell for five hundred thousand. Uh, you know that that was low. They they had to spend at least a couple hundred grand getting it into this country, let alone you know, let alone what it costs to to, to purchase. So yeah, I don't. I I just don't. Uh, I don't know what it's going to go for. But I have read some of the comments because you know the the people who comment on these things uh, on on Bringer Trailer are the smartest people in the world about cars. I mean, they know a zillion times more than I do about any given model, and they will you know start telling you about you know this or that or you know that that's the wrong tire, that's the wrong you know trim piece or something like that to you know to try to knock it down a bit, but. Um, they said that uh, these might these would be closer to nine hundred thousand uh, dollars on the on the open market, and that's why it, it, they they were pretty sure that the five hundred and eighteen thousand wasn't going to sell when it was you know when it was coming down to the wire. There were people bidding on it at the last minute. You know, it went from you know uh, went up by a few thousand dollars, but it certainly didn't go up by enough. Uh, I just you know it's it's a it's a stunning car in this color, and um, you know. They have you know a bunch of pictures with original owners and stuff, so it's fun to see. But um, it's just one of those things that you don't see very often. That it's unlikely you're going to see one on the road because there were so few of them actually made. You know, 62 over a two-year period, and how many of those came to the United States? Like you know, three. I mean, you know, it's hard to know, but it's you know not that many. So just to see this here, the one that was a European purchased and then uh, imported and then federalized, again, something is very rare to see because it's so expensive. Yeah. That's why you don't see people importing European cars here because it's too expensive to federalize them. I mean, you know, you may buy it for thirty or forty or fifty thousand dollars, but you're going to spend, you know, half of that again federalizing. It, so not worth it. Uh, John, I've really enjoyed the hour I spent with you. We've had a lot of fun. Um, 
And uh, we'll be back next week with more Bring a Trailer and more uh, on cars here at All Revved Up on iHover Radio. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Great. See you next week, Todd.